So I have been pastor here for almost two years, and maybe you haven't noticed, but I'm kind of marked up. Have you, have you got, I have a couple tattoos. Have you, have you noticed? Oh, a couple of the kids have. That, that's good. Um, you know, for me, over the last few years, um, I painfully and put in a little investment, put in a little money to make these marks. They're important to me. Um, I don't think they define me, but they've been ones that they're, they're Scripture, they're Hebrew and Greek and different symbols that mean a lot to me and my relationship with God. I know that for a few people, when I come in, especially when I walk in for our weekly nursing home worship at Edgewood, I walk in there just like I did today, and I'm like, hey, you guys. And there are people that literally look at me, and they look at my markings, and they're like, and they walk away. I'm like, okay, maybe you could come to worship next time. But these marks actually define me in some ways that maybe some people don't appreciate. But for me, they're important. For me, not only um, in my identity, but in my identity with God. In fact, Deuteronomy in the Old Testament is one of the first uh, um, pieces of Scripture that God's people have been utilizing for, for um, eons. Um, there is this key thing that God tells his people, and he says, um, fix my word, uh, inscribe it on your hearts, mark your hearts with it. And then he says, and fix it on your wrists and on your forehead. I'm not going to tattoo there, but uh, um, and, and on your walls. Remind yourselves of my promise for you. Mark yourselves with that. And so I've been thinking about my tattoos, and whether you agree with them or not, they're on forever. Now, there are other people that are marked with tattoos. You may be one of them, you may not, but I thought there were some tattoo fails. They're marked, and I look at this. They love John John Bon Jovi so much. It is my life. That's permanent, by the way. And this person, they love their faith. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things away. Oh, that's not going away. Here's another one. No regrets. <laughs> you may know the movie. Okay. And, and last one, I'm awesome. <laughs> Without the E, in case you wondered. Um, they're marked. They may regret that, Mark. Now, maybe you don't have tattoos, but, but I'm guessing for a few of you, you've been marked in different ways, and maybe for you, it's through a birthmark. Um, whether it's a mole or whether it's different uh, birthmarks, we come marked, some of us, and there's a few just to remind us. I mean, and some of these are really big and um, really can define a person, right? Or this next one, look at, she's got that little strawberry mark. Um, and this last one. Um, just over his face. Now, when my little girl, um, when she was born, um, she had this bright purple, um, it looked like a, a dark triangle right on her forehead. And I was like, I was so thankful to meet Savannah. And I looked at it, I was like, oh no, <laughs> what is this birthmark? It was, it was significant, that marking. And uh, the doctor said, Dad, it's going to be okay. That's what we call a stork bite. And for those of you who know or maybe have had one, he said, it'll fade um, pretty quickly. And within a few months, I mean, for the first few months, it was just dark. You couldn't miss it. And now you can't even see it unless she's mad. Then her mark comes out like, I'm like, oh, Sophia's upset. Look out. Maybe that's not what you're facing, but for a few people, our birthmark really marks us and defines us. But whether it's a tattoo, whether it's a birthmark, I know some others are marked too tonight. Maybe you have scars. 
Scar from an accident. Scar from a surgery that was badly needed. And the stitching is still there. Maybe you can even feel the ridges of it. And every time you see and feel your tattoo, uh, I'm sorry, your scar, you are like, you're reminded of that moment, of that time. That somehow you got through that accident or you got through the surgery and it gave you a new lease on life or it helped with your quality of life. You're marked in that way. That scar is, is going to be there for a long time, probably for the rest of your life. It, it's there. You're marked. I also know maybe you have none of those things. But I know for so many of us, we have marks. They're a lot deeper. They're more, they're more than skin deep. I'm talking about the marks, the wounds on your heart. If you've been heartbroken, if someone's betrayed you, if someone's gone outside of their marriage, if you've had someone at work just totally, totally set you up, been passed over for that promotion, that one you badly needed, had troubles with finances, you don't know how you're going to dig out, it marks you. And the wounds that are on our hearts, the wounds from those memories, can be so much more painful than any scar. And, and they, they carry with us. They, they, they not only mark us, but they define us. I'm guessing almost all of you have something on your heart tonight that marks you. So now what? Well, tonight we're here on a special day. We call it Ash Wednesday, and tonight will be marked. Now, I, I was going to go through one of the, a real gift of, of one of the prophets named Joel um, that, that we really reference a lot of times about return to the Lord your God. Um, it's this beautiful one that he, he's, he's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. It, it's a gift. But I was grabbed by one of the letters of the Apostle Paul. Now, Paul lived after Jesus, and uh, he encountered the risen Jesus. It changed his life. He was marked forever. And in one of his letters, that's most of our New Testament, he's writing to different churches like ours. And he talks about being marked. Now, if you don't know about Paul, Paul wrote most of our New Testament, and he traveled. He couldn't stop himself because he was so marked by this encounter with God. He was changed. And he needed to tell and show people the love of God. But in Galatians, he talks about something, something he's struggling with. Some mark that he has. Something that he faced. No one knows quite what it is. We don't know if he had some kind of stroke and that had, had, had um, made him suffer a little bit. He had some thorn in his side, he talks about. Um, did he have some kind of palsy or some kind of deformity? We don't know. But at the end of it, he talks about all of the gifts that God has given him and how he could boast about that. But he says, I can only boast about one thing. He says, it's about, this is about Jesus and about how he marks me. And look at what he says. I, I can't get by this, this verse. He says, from now on, let no one make trouble for me, for I carry the marks of Jesus branded on my body. And I was like, Paul, yes, all right, tattoo of Jesus. Sweet. But I'm guessing that's not the case. I'm guessing he's marked in a different way, something that you can't quite see. It's one of those more than skin deep things. And so I'd love for you to do something crazy. You know, in just a little bit, um, as you're coming up for communion tonight, you'll be able to be marked. And you'll be marked with this, I think, something incredible. 
It's the cross. So I'd love for you to do something wild. To do this, pick up your finger right now. Can you do this? <laughs> I love you Lutherans. <laughs> You're like this. I'd love for you to mark your forehead with the sign of the cross right now. You know, if, if, if you were baptized, and I, I'm guessing not everyone has been baptized here, but it, most of us have. If you have been, and you may not remember it, for, for many, they're, they're children in, in, in many denominations like ours. And uh, when a pastor or priest um, washes those waters over you or dunks you and, and you're, you're washed through the, through the Holy Spirit, um, they make that sign of the cross. And I've been able to do that. I've been so blessed as a pastor, grateful and honored to do that. And on Sunday, I, I got to do it for a little 18-month-old that he was a, a spitfire and awesome, just this amazing little boy. And uh, um, the beginning of it, as mom and dad came in, I, I connected with them and talked about what was going to happen. And I, I told them, you know, instead of water, um, I, we decided uh, we're going to use permanent marker to make that sign of the cross for him. Are, are you okay with that? And... It, <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't know if I was kidding or not, but they, I think they did. And I'm like, I'm just kidding. But in some ways, it's so much deeper than the most permanent tattoo, the, mo the biggest scar, the biggest marking, much greater than any permanent marker. His love, that cross, that seal, is, that mark, it's forever. Can you do this again? I was blessed to be able to baptize my own children as a pastor that there's nothing, nothing that's more incredible. And as I made that sign of the cross, I said their names, Vea Grace, Kieran Carter, child of God, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit, you're marked with that cross of Christ forever. So since they were born, parents, you know this, right? When bedtime with kids, most of the time is such a gift, most of the time. And we get to read stories, we tuck them in, and one of the things we do and have done since they were born is make the sign of the cross on their forehead. And I name them and I say, child of God, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit, you're marked with the cross of Christ forever. And I don't know when it started, but at some point when my kids were able to start to talk, you know what they did? Daddy, child of God, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit, marked with the cross of Christ forever. And they would make the sign of the cross, and then they'd fight each other. No, I get to sign the cross of Christ forever. They were marked, and they knew I needed to be marked. Now, it's so easy, isn't it? So easy to be dragged down by the things on our hearts, the things that have wounded us, the, the ways we've maybe intentionally or unintentionally marked and impacted others. But tonight, tonight it's something different. Tonight it's a chance that we can know, just like Paul was saying, we are branded, we are marked, and it is the cross of Christ. And it's not a one-time thing. It's not a time just for Ash Wednesday, or it's not just a time for Easter or Christmas or any other time just at a church like this one. No, this is the cross of Christ that Jesus that Jesus took, that Jesus was marked for you. 
So those ways that you're marked, the ways that are pulling you down, the ways that are maybe keeping you up at night, that's not what this is about. Tonight we get to hear again and experience again the marks that Jesus gave. Now, I, I saw this quote, and, and it just grabbed me. I love it. I think it's a life-giving one. It talks about scars and about marks. And, and when wounds are healed by love, the scars are beautiful. And I thought about this. You know, um, for you moms out there who maybe had to have a C-section, a terrible and painful scar, right? And I'll bet for most of you, you're like, that scar is the opposite of beautiful. Oh, no. Oh, no. You got the gift of that little one for that scar. Amazing. My uncle, one of my uncles, um, over the last few years, his kidneys have failed him. And so it, it got to the point that they said, you have to, it, it, this is killing you, and um, through dialysis, but he needed a kidney he needed a new one. And he got on the donor list, and if you've been a part of that at all, it, it, it's impossible to, to get a kidney. And so he knew that this was a death sentence. Except he has nine brothers and sisters. And my mom and my aunts and uncles all checked and went in and checked whether they were compatible or not. And one of my aunts, she gave a kidney and saved his life. She has a scar on this side. You know I know? Because she gave him lefty. That's what she called the kidney. You have lefty. It's yours. <laughs> Painful. She's marked forever. It's a scar of love. The disciples are broken. They're marked by what happened. They saw Jesus die horribly on a cross. And so they're, they're in an upper room. They don't know what's next. And Jesus is alive again and shows up right with them. And the first thing he does is he says, peace be with you. He shows them beautiful marks. Marks on his hands, marks on his feet. He says, touch my side. The most beautiful Marks because of his love for them. And it's because of his love for you. So tonight, tonight as we're marked, we're going to hear it in a different way. We're going we're to have the sign of that cross. And the cross is going to remind us that at some point, we hope and pray, I pray it's going to be years and years from now, but we don't know what each day brings. The reality is that we come from dust. And we'll return to dust. We will breathe our last. And as a pastor, one of my biggest gifts, me and other clergy, at a burial, as we lower a coffin, we say something along the lines of, Lord, we commit this person to you, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And as we pour the sand or the dirt, we make it in the sign of a cross. Because that marking, it's forever. His love is forever.
So now we get to, just like my kids couldn't help themselves, they had daddy, child of God, we have to do the same thing. We get to mark others. And how do we do it? Well, we get to mark others through God's love. We get to do it through just compassion, through kindness. We get to do it by sharing our resources to help others that need it more than we do. We get to share God's love with those that aren't here right now. They may be to your left or to your right, but especially they're out there. They may be people that never would set foot in a church like this. They would never do that. It's up to us to be the church and to mark them with love. Amen. Let's pray. God, for people right here, people in their everyday lives struggling with something, something that's marked us, some, some betrayal, something that we've done maybe to others that there's so much guilt, so much shame. For others of us, we're grieving someone that we love so much and they're not with us anymore and it hurts. God, those marks, those scars, not, not just the scars from, from anything on the outside, but especially the scars on our hearts on the inside. Those marks, they're killing us, God. So God, remind us, please, tonight, help us to hear your promise. Your promise that your beautiful, life-giving marks that you gave on that cross change everything. So now help us to go out from here and to make your mark on others, to show them that, that your love, your forgiveness, your hope is so much greater than anything they, could, they have faced and will face. And God, lead us, please, into a new life where we're marked. And all God's people say, Amen.